0: Hey, thanks for listening to our big-time talker podcast. Thank you, SpeakerMatch.com, for sponsoring the show. And wherever you're listening, whether it's iHeartMedia or Apple iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, we appreciate you being here today. We're going to talk about health today, but health in a different way, with my friend Gina Lombardi. Gina is a celebrity fitness trainer and the co-host of the Health Interrupted podcast. She joins us from Southern California. Hey, Gina, thanks for being here.
1: Oh, Burke! I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited and honored. I've seen some of the guests that you've had on this show, and oh my gosh, am I worthy? We'll find out. The
0: time (laughs) will tell. Hey, Gina, um, I know this story, but our listeners don't. How does one become a celebrity fitness trainer? Tell me about your story.
1: It's kind of pretentious, isn't it? To say you're a celebrity per Does that mean that you, you're the celebrity or does that mean that your clients are the celebrities? That's right, that's, that's good, the question. That's a good question. Um, and it's a bit of both because um, when I started, I well, first of all, I worked in publicity. I worked in PR for a PR firm in Beverly Hills for about four years. So I was surrounded by celebrities every day coming in and out of the office. And it was our job, as you know, as a publicist does, to get them press. Right. And, um, and so I, I met a lot of celebrities. And what I saw and what I found was there was a common theme amongst them. Whenever one of them would get a job for a film or a TV show, uh, they would be scrambling to get into shape for it. And in one particular case, and I actually mentioned this in my book, in the opening for, uh, in Deadline Fitness, my book, Um, there was a girl that got a lead role in the Star Trek series and she needed to lose weight or she was going to lose the job. Now, back then there weren't any, so as they're called now, personal trainers. It was just me and the body by Jake guy, Jake Steinfeld. Right. And one, one other guy called named Dan Isaacson over at Paramount Studios that was helping people work out and None of us, like, really knew what we were doing at that point, but, you know, we were athletes ourselves, or we had worked out at some point in our lives, so I decided to make it a career, and I started working with celebrities that I had gotten from the PR firm, and it worked out great because some of my first clients were celebrities, and it just grew from there, and I have to say, between me and Jake and Dan, we were we were the pioneers of this whole thing that we call personal training which now there's a million personal trainers but back then there was just us so it's kind of cool
0: that's that's really interesting because it does feel like personal trainers have been around forever but this is a fairly new phenomenon where you have somebody work with you one-on-one to help you get in shape
1: yeah i mean we're talking about the late 80s so it was it was a long time ago when we did this
0: Gina Lombardi is our guest today. She's the co-host of the Health Interrupted podcast with former Miss America, Laura Kepler. You can find that online at all your podcast locations. Uh, and we're talking about uh, the podcast and, and health in general. Um, but I am fascinated by th- this whole concept of uh, someone who is in movies or television or or some high-profile gig, and they have to look a certain way. So what happens behind the scenes in Hollywood where Uh, You know, they, they come to an actor and actress and say, you need to look like this to get the role. Do, Do you have to help them generally, you know, lose five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds? What, what happens that you are involved in?
1: I have to say that I've really, um, been at both ends of the spectrum with weight loss and sometimes weight gain with people, um, I'll give you an example. Leah Remini, who is on the King of Queens, that show's been running for a long time and it's indicated now, yep. but I, I knew her before I knew her two shows before that show. So she had, I knew her when she was working in an insurance company and then she got her first acting job and she asked me if I would help her lose some weight. And so she found out about me through another celebrity that knew me and that she knew. And that's kind of how my whole career got started, was completely through word of mouth. And um, she wanted to lose like 20 pounds. And so um, I had done that with her. And then, you know, over a couple of years, sometimes you gain a little bit of it back. But she was always pretty consistent with her workouts. So uh, then she got King of Queens and she really wanted to look lean for that show. So I had gotten her down to like 100 pounds. And she's little. She's like five, two and a half. So I've gotten her down to 100 pounds. And Les Moonves, who was the uh, the CEO of
0: CBS, the network yeah. at
1: the time, That's right. of CBS, so I was going to say Warner Brothers, but he was at Warner Brothers first, and then he moved to CBS. He was also one of my clients. So he had called me and said, she's too thin, and she doesn't look right next to Kevin James, who was a much bigger, like he was a big guy, right? Right, right. So, um, and we had worked so hard to get her to look that lean and that good. And she felt so good about herself and she really did work hard. So he's like, I need you to put like 10 pounds back on her. She was so mad. Wow! But, um, and then I started working with Kevin James and, you know, he was just a phenomenal person to work with. Just so funny and so great and such a sweetheart. So I had gotten him down a bunch of you know a bunch of weight off of him and then they called me and said he's too thin he's better he's funnier when he's heavier and so they wanted me to put more weight back on him I'm like guys make up your mind (laughs) so um but and that was fun for Kevin because he really likes to eat (laughs) so I was like dude I'm so sorry but you're gonna have to start going through the drive-thru again you know and he was like the buffet for you Oh my gosh. I loved him so much. I love him. But, um, but yeah, so I've taken people who have had to lose five or 10 pounds. I've taken people who had to lose a hundred pounds. Um, I worked with a girl who was in a, who was going to be in a film. She was a stand-up comedian. She a role in a film and she was actually a good actress, which usually isn't the case necessarily with comedians and musicians It usually doesn't cross over well, right. but she happened to be a good actress. So um she you know a 100 pounds it was a struggle but we did it and she looked great for the movie but we had almost a year to do it. So um the tough part and which is why I wrote my book Deadline Fitness is because usually people would come to me who had a deadline and they say hey I've got this role I've, I'm up for you know I've got to be down to this weight or I have to gain weight in 2 months, 3 months, 8 months, 2 weeks. So, if you notice in my book, it says all these different deadlines. There's a three month, a two month, a one month, and there's a there's a two week and a one week plan. So, no matter what your deadline is, there's something in there for you.
0: And you know, I'm I'm sure that the the rest of us celebrities are not necessarily like the rest of us, but the rest of us have a class reunion or a wedding or some event that we want to look uh, a little bit better for. But we don't have the eyes of the world on us, and and there's a an old saying that the camera adds ten pounds. Is that true? Do, do people need to look even skinnier or heavier than they really are on camera? Does the camera really add ten pounds?
1: <laughs> yeah, and one of my favorite com- one of my favorite comedians once said, "Yeah, the camera." adds 10 the somebody said to them the camera adds 10 pounds and he goes well i think there's four cameras on me (laughs) and it's so true because um you know it really yes it does it does make you look a little bigger than you really are in person and if you've ever met a celebrity in person sometimes they look shorter or they look thinner and you're like why well the camera does have that illusion unless they're using certain lenses. And the thing is, is you can't request that. (laughs) Like you can't be a girl who needs to lose 20 pounds and say, well, can I have that you know, 35 lens or whatever? I don't know what the number is. There's a certain lens that makes you look thinner. No, we can't do that because that's gonna make everyone else look thinner. So um, sadly, you've gotta look the way you need to look for that role. Or for that show so um that is absolutely true it does make you look bigger so a lot of people are much thinner in person than they are the way you see them on tv celebrity fitness trainer
0: gina lombardi is our guest today the book is deadline fitness the the podcast you got to check out is health interrupted her co-host is former miss america laura kepler um i wonder what your take is on the vanity of Hollywood and, and everyone having to look a certain way or, or be a certain weight and and how that's seen sort of as an unrealistic expectation of people because there's way more to health, of course, than, than how much you weigh. So overall, what, what's your take on that?
1: Burke, you ask the best questions. I have to say <laughs> you're such a pro. Um, that is an excellent question. And there's two schools of thought because – you know, on one hand, and I feel this way too, on one hand, it's like you should not be so obsessed the way, about the way you look. And, you know, if someone has an extra five pounds on, so what? Even 10 pounds. Is it going to be really detrimental to your health? Probably not. As long as you're eating well, you're exercising and you're not smoking or drinking too much, like drinking in moderation, right. but you're not smoke, smoking or vaping or something like that. So there's that school of thought. For a lot of my clients that are not celebrities, we can keep them in that five to ten pound range where, you know, they could lose a little bit, but they're healthy and they're exercising and I'm cool with it and they're cool with it. Okay, like maybe it's just too much of a struggle for them to get those last five or ten off. Don't worry about it. But what I've learned over the years working with celebrities is that they have a job to do. They're in a different category. They do need to look a certain way. And it's my job to get them there safely and help in a healthy way. And that is that, you know, they have to do it. And I understand it. I really do. Because if a model came to me and said, like a thin runway model said, listen, I have a little bit of fat right here around my belly because I've been drinking or I've been eating more because I wasn't working. No one else would notice it, but they notice it and I notice it. And I say, yes, okay. Yeah, we can get that off. Like we can do that. And that's not unreasonable. But anybody else would look at her or him and say, that's ridiculous. But you have to understand that this is their profession. And so, you know, it depends on who's standing in front of me. If it's a person that is not on TV, that doesn't need, you know, that to look 10 pounds less on, on a camera, then that's okay. But if it's somebody that's in front of the camera, yes, I'm going to help them get there. As long as it's safe and healthy, of course, always.
0: When you work with these big celebrities, and I know from reading about you that you worked with some of the biggest of the big, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, on yeah. and on and on. Do they make yeah. you sign um, a non-disclosure agreement of some kind so that you know, you're not spilling the beans on what they're up to?
1: Oh, yeah. They all do. They really? all do. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, for, it's for a period of time usually. Like it's for a period of like ten years or something, and you know what? It's okay because I don't I don't talk about them anyway. You know, in fact, I'm training people now that nobody knows I'm training them, and um, usually they like to keep it that way because, and it's for my protection too. Because when you're working with a big celebrity like Tom Cruise, people will want to get to me to get to, to him. To get to him, yeah. People will follow me to get to where he is, you know? And um, I can say that I've trained him in a lot of different places because we tried to keep it um, sort of, what do you call it, like unpredictable is the word. And I remember the first time I went to his house, to one of his houses, um, I was probably about 20 minutes early because I'm always early, because to me that's being on time is to be early. So, I was sitting about a mile down the road. I just pulled over because I'm like too early, so they might not let me in. And there's, you know, guards and there's a gate in front of his house, and you have to be like on the list. Like, you know, they have a picture of you, they have your license plate number, everything. Yep. So, I was a mile down the road. So, when it got to be about five till I drove up, and the guy said, Oh, you didn't have to wait down there, you could come up early. how did you know I was a mile down the road dude how did you know that he's like we have cameras two miles down the road and in all directions so I was like okay uh got that that's good to know because you know that was that was quite a while ago so um you know now I'm aware that all of my clients have cameras all over their properties and outside on the street because they want to have footage in case there's any problem. So, um, and I also have a lot of gate codes. I have a lot of gate codes memorized. I don't write them down anywhere because everybody that is usually a celebrity has a gated home or gated property. So they gave, they give me my own code so I can just get in and come in. So, um, I don't want to write them down anywhere. So if you asked me what's so and so's code, I couldn't tell you, I could not tell you, but if I, when I drive up, it comes into my mind and I remember it. Isn't that weird?
0: So now the question is, do you do that with like your husband's cell phone number, your kid's cell phone number, or do you have to just punch <laughs> that in?
1: No, I don't know anybody's phone numbers. I just, that's great. I just, ask, you know, the gate codes. <laughs> that's right. I know the gate codes by heart, but I don't know anyone's phone numbers, but that's the truth.
0: Gina Lombardi is my buddy. She's the co-host of the Health Interrupted podcast. She's a celebrity fitness trainer, best-selling author, and an all-around cool lady. And we're talking Hollywood. We're talking the podcast. Um, What about ageism? as it relates to the way people look in Hollywood. I uh, think about one of my favorite movies I saw in the last couple of years was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and they had to have the photo of Brad Pitt, who is roughly the same age as I am, and uh, he's doing the work on the roof, and he's got the shirt off. And I'm thinking, I haven't looked like that probably ever. Certainly <laughs> not since I was 22. Or, or you know Jennifer Lopez, who just celebrated her 52nd birthday, and she's on the boat with Ben Affleck, and she's got the bikini, and... Um those folks I guess are the exception to the rule, but there certainly is some ageism that, that plays into things in the way you look in, in the industry you're in, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, let's face it, there I have one word for that whole thing and it's called access. Okay. These people have access because they have money. They have access to the best treatments, to the best trainers, to the best food delivery services, to the best chefs um you know look everybody's doing botox everybody's doing fillers to some degree even men and there's nothing wrong with that i mean because again this is a group of people where looking good is their profession right and i'm i'm not against that um I'm against certain surgeries that are ridiculous you know um, like 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 butt implants and making your lips look like they're gigantic Yeah. And, you know, like doing fillers to where your lips look like worms. I call (laughs) Kevin and I call them worm lips because they just don't look real, you know. But if somebody wants to just soften some lines like, you know, Brad Pitt, I'm sure he gets Botox. I don't know for sure. But um, a little bit of Botox will just soften those lines around your eyes and your forehead and around your mouth. Then you can look 10 years younger and it's not invasive. And, you know, and I know people will disagree with me on this, you know, about Botox, but it has been around for a very, very long time and it is considered safe and it is FDA approved. So, you know, I, I think that's cool. But when people do those um, like calf implants and butt implants and cheek implants and all that, I think it's going a little too far. And if they, their face is so filled with fillers that it looks weird, that I don't like. Yeah, You know, I think that's going going too far, but there's a lot of stuff you can do just using good skincare products, you know, skincare products that actually work and don't have a lot of junk in them. There's a lot to be said about that and it does go a long way, like Retin-A. Retin-A is a cream that anybody can use, um, you know, probably best over the age of 25 and it will keep the wrinkles from coming on too fast, you know, and it's completely safe. So there's little things you could do. And these celebrities have access to all of this at any given time. They're seeing the best doctors. They're seeing the best plastic surgeons. Um, You know, they have trainers that are really experienced. So, um, and, but I do want to say, they also have the discipline. I have never worked with a more disciplined group of people than with actors and musicians, because they know that they have to put the work in in order to get the result. And that's fun for me because I don't have to t- twist arms and pull teeth and all that, you know, to get a result. So it actually works in my favor, too.
0: Is it possible, though, for Joe or Jane Average to get 70 percent, 80 percent of this stuff done without it costing a fortune? You know, I'm sure most people would love to be in a little better shape and maybe be a little thinner, be a little healthier. Is that even a doable thing, or is it really gotten to the point in America where that's sort of the the province of the professional athlete and the professional actor, the the rock star?
1: Burke, good question, and the answer is absolutely anyone can do it, and anyone can do it without that access to those people. Now, um, all the people that these celebrities have access to just makes it easier for them because they don't have to think. They don't have to figure out what to do but what, if you're someone that doesn't have the resources maybe to hire a really good experienced personal trainer or to go to a dermatologist that does some of these procedures um, then don't worry about it you can you can do it you know just by putting the effort in yourself if you're disciplined enough to work out an hour a day and to now you know because of pandemic i have to say a lot of this stuff is free and accessible to you. You know, you can get online and get free personal training sessions or get onto Peloton or get onto a yoga class or you can get into something like Plyo Jam, which is a uh, the, actually the head of Plyo Stacy Stacey Beam, was on, on my podcast, Health Interrupted. She was my first guest actually. And she was doing a completely free online for a month um, daily classes on Zoom. And, you know, just to get people started, there's so much you can get for free. And um, as far as, you know, Botox and creams and stuff like that, you can buy things, um, you know, you might not be able to do the Botox, but you can buy products that will help soften that look a little bit and make you look younger. You know, there are things that work out there. It's amazing.
0: So how, how do you break it down, and, and this is a totally guy question, so forgive me, but <laughs> how do you break it down yeah. as to, to what is, uh, you know, nonsense and what's real? Because there's so much competing information out there. You know, which diet is best? Which uh, creams work better? You know, which is the hocus pocus and which is the good stuff? Are, are there sources that you can, uh, you know, is there consumer reports to this kind of stuff to help you get healthy?
1: Excellent question. In fact, right before my son Gunnar was born, I created and sold a show to the Discovery Channel called Fit Nation. And um, that was not my title. I wanted it to be called The Wellness Detective, but they didn't like that name. Okay. And, but the concept was I wanted to go out and debunk. And I guess I had the, you know, the foresight to do this because this was 2004. Okay. Okay. When I sold this show. And they say, we want you to host it. We want you to do what you want to do, but we can't bash anybody. And I was like, well, wait a second. The whole thing of myth busting is to bash the bad stuff and to promote the good stuff. Right. Like I w- Exactly the question you just asked me, how do you know what is the right thing to do or the right product or what's junk and what's not, what works and what doesn't, what's the best diet, what isn't? I wanted to do all of that. But because of their legal department, they wouldn't let me do that. So the show still went on, but it was a little softened. Well, actually a lot softened. Yeah. And they called it Fit Nation. And what I wound up doing was having the things on that were good and wasn't really allowed to talk about the things that weren't good. But if something didn't seem right to me, I would look at the camera and just kind of roll my eyes or do an aside and people would get the idea without me actually saying it. So, um, you know, that went on to be in 22 countries, which is amazing. Um, I would love to hear what I sound like speaking like Mandarin or something. (laughs) That would be actually really cool or Japanese, you know, but um, (laughs) that was fun. But how do you navigate that? Well, the good and the bad answer to that is that we have the Internet. And, you know, when doctors say, oh, you have such and such a condition, but don't Google it, because if you Google it, you're going to see all these things that are negative and half of them are not true. Well, then how do you, how do you navigate? And my best answer for that is hitch your wagon to a star. Find someone maybe through people that you know, or that someone maybe that you've seen on television that, that is trusted and follow them on Instagram, get in touch with them. If you can buy their book and follow their, their thought process and their advice, because that way, you know, you're going to get the truth. And, um, I have a lot of people ask me questions on my social media, like private messages right. and stuff. They say, you know, what do you think about this product? Or what's, like, what about collagen peptides? Or what about, um, what about peptide injections? What about this? What about that? And I say, well, all right, if you're talking about something medical, I'm going to refer you to someone else's Instagram that I think you should follow that I trust. And that way you can really get the best information. You know, I have a, a dermatologist that I absolutely love. Her name is Dr. Anna Guanche. She has a huge following on Instagram because she's that good. And she's also beautiful and funny and everything else and would be an amazing guest on your show, by the way. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know why I'm plugging Anna right now, but I just love her so much because she's super smart. Right. And she doesn't she doesn't overdo people's faces, but she's also a caring doctor who talks about skin cancer and talks about all these things that nobody wants to talk about. And she gives the best advice and she's super funny. She has an amazingly funny TikTok and account and she just gets the job done in a really fun way. But I so trust her and trust her advice. So I'm like, there's a good example of somebody that you'd want to go to if you have a problem or if you want to know what products to use, she's your girl.
0: Gina Lombardi is our girl. Our girl guest today, she's the co-host of Health Interrupted, uh, podcast that's taken off in a big way, uh, co-hosted along with former Miss America, Laura Kepler, and uh, a best-selling author and celebrity fitness trainer, host of her own TV show, where it sort of you became the celebrity. First, you're training celebrities, then you became that person. And I wonder if that gave you a different perspective on things when when suddenly you weren't the Wizard of Oz, you weren't the the person behind the curtain, you were up front in every in front of everyone else. Did it make you more self-conscious about the way you looked? Did it give you any empathy maybe for for some of these folks that you were training?
1: Wow, Burke, these questions are so good. Oh my gosh. Um, yes, that's a really an excellent one. Um, when I started training celebrities, um now I had, you know, some Right, like regular people. I don't mean to for that to sound funny, but let's call them non-celebrities. Yeah, I had non non-celebrities at the same time, and I did notice a difference in the way I had. Like I try to treat everybody the same, and I did as far as my service to them. Everything I did for my celebrity clients, I did for my non-celebrity clients, no doubt, and I still do. However, the celebrities needed more attention. But what I found is that I started to become the celebrity because magazines, TV shows, news programs. Everybody wanted me to come on either with my celebrity client or without them just to talk about what I do with my celebrity clients. So then I became the one in the spotlight. And at first, I was scared to death because I'd never really done the news, I'd never really done television. So I it was a big learning curve for me. But, you know, one of my favorite quotes by um Eleanor Roosevelt is do something every day that scares you. Yeah. And I have lived by that for the last 35 years. I have lived by it because every day I was literally doing something that scared me. And here's an example. Uh, Leah Remini was about to get married and um, MTV was doing a special on her. And she purposely did not tell me. That when I showed up at her house the next day, there was going to be a camera crew waiting for me to pull up to her house. And they were going to be filming literally everything from the time I drove up to getting out of the car to going in the house to training her, our entire conversation during a workout, and then me leaving. And I was so mad because I was not ready. And that day, I remember, like, look, if I'm wearing a hat, you know it's a bad hair day for me. Okay. If I'm wearing like a baseball cap or something. So that day I was wearing a baseball cap, which I don't like really necessarily like the way I look in a baseball cap. And I have long hair, you know, yep. and I have a thing, I have a thing about my hair looking good all the time. So here I am in a baseball cap. so i I'm like, Oh, it's just Leah. I've known her for 15 years. It's fine. You know? And so I pull up and I see the camera crew and I almost turned around to left <laughs> and I was like, And then I thought of the aftermath. I thought, she's going to kill me if I don't show up. So I just, I'm like, oh, I got to do this. So, oh, so I get, pull up, I get out of the car and I'm like, oh God, these cameras are on me. And I grab my gym bag and I, you know, go up to the front door and they're filming me. And I'm like, please don't get my butt, you know, because I have (laughs) kind of a big butt, which no matter how, which is funny because no matter how skinny I am, I always have a butt, which Some people like and some people make fun of me. I don't care. But that's that's what God gave me, okay? And I'm not about to get surgery and get rid of it. So it's there. That's that's final, okay? But um, they were pretty cool about it. Like, they were pretty nice. And it turned out great, you know? It actually turned out pretty good. But that was an example of me becoming the celebrity and I wasn't really prepared for it. So think about that. What if that was you? What if you, you know, you just like, you know, we're not feeling like you weren't looking your best. And all of a sudden the camera crew is on you asking you questions and you're going to be on MTV. Like, wouldn't that make you feel a little self-conscious?
0: And certainly Um, for some celebrities, it's 24 seven, you know, they, they can't get away from that.
1: Yeah. And that's what, that's the point I want to make is that, you know, be kind. Like if a celebrity doesn't give you the attention that you want necessarily, it might be for a really good reason. Gina Lombardi is our
0: our celebrity fitness trainer, our guru, and the co-host of the Health Interrupted podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, All right, so let's talk about the podcast for a minute. So you have a really unique, interesting take on uh, what a health interruption is. Uh, For folks who haven't downloaded and haven't subscribed yet, you talk to lots of really interesting people, some celebrities, some not, but everybody has a great story The premise of the Health Interrupted Podcast, if you were to boil it down, you hop on an elevator with somebody and they say, all right, what's the podcast about? What do you tell them?
1: Hmm. That's a good question, too. Well, our goal with the podcast, first of all, it came about during the pandemic because Laura and I have been, I've been training her for 10 years. Um, The way we met was we were both on a panel judging the Miss America's Outstanding Teen Pageant in Orlando in 2013. And that's how we met because we were both judges. And then she came to L.A. and she moved here and she called me and said, hey, I would love for you to train me. So that's how we we got together. And so over the years, we've often had to train over FaceTime on our phones because she was in and out of town a lot and she has a home in a different place. So, you know, we weren't always physically together. So we were sort of used to being interrupted like that. But when the pandemic happened, I had to go completely 100% online to train my clients. And we were talking one day and we had been saying for a couple of years that we wanted to do something together, like either write a book or do a TV show or a talk show or something. And we were like, why don't we do a podcast? Okay, what's it going to be about? And we're like, oh my gosh, we are constantly being interrupted. And now it's the ultimate interruption, which is the pandemic. So that's how we came up with the title. And um, we decided we were gonna focus just on people's health interruptions, no matter what it was, big or small. Because everyone that listens to each episode that we have, we have, we're on our 25th one now, you'll find a little bit of yourself in every single episode, and that was our goal. We wanted everybody to you know, reach into that podcast and pull something out that they could use. And one thing that I was really adamant about was at the end of every podcast, we ask each of our guests to give us tips in four different categories and then a call to action. So we ask them to give us a fitness tip, a nutrition tip, a mental, a spiritual tip, and a beauty tip. And yes, even if you're a guy, you have to give us a beauty tip <laughs> because every guy has one. And it's really funny because the guy's beauty tips are the funniest. And then we have a call to action. So we have our guests give us a something that people can do right now that will remind them that they can do hard things. And um, it's just been tremendous. Like one of my favorite call to actions was uh, by a gentleman who was a CBS news reporter for 43 years, and Dave Lopez. And he said, pick up the phone and call someone that you haven't called in a really long time. Just reconnect with somebody. And that almost made Laura and I cry. And we literally got off the phone and called somebody that we hadn't talked to in years. I love that. And it was be- and it was beautiful. So um, we are so thrilled to have this podcast. We feel so fortunate. We're doing it on Zoom, and it's been great because we've been able to have guests from all over the world, including the UK, Australia, you know, you name it. We've had people from all over the place on there, and it's just been so great. And we hope – well, we really hope people are getting something out of it. That's our goal.
0: Check it out, the Health Interrupted podcast. Gina Lombardi and Laura Kepler are the hosts. All right, time for a couple of last-minute questions. Um, okay. Your cheat meal. What is it if, you, if you're not supposed to have it, but you love it and you got to have it sometimes? What is Gina's cheat meal?
1: Oh, wow, and I, I honestly really don't do this very often. You can even check my work with Kevin and Goddard. Yeah. <laughs> you can fact-check this, but I love a good Homemade gnocchi, you know Italian gnocchi, which I have no idea what that is. What is that? You don't? Oh my gosh! It's pasta. It's pasta, but like for me, pasta is like just a big gluten bomb. Yes, and I'm pretty much gluten free, not because like I don't have celiac disease, but what I found over the years is that I used to think. Being gluten-free was a joke like people say oh, I lost all this weight by going gluten-free and I'm like well It's not calorie free like what are you talking about and then over the years? I talked to many experts and I Did testing myself on food sensitivities and found out that I really am sensitive to it so um, so I try to stay away from pasta and bread and packaged goods that have gluten in them and uh, But every now and then if we go to a really good authentic Italian restaurant where they make their own pasta I will have gnocchi with marinara sauce, and I will absolutely love it, and I'll pay the price later, but it's worth it. That's my cheat meal.
0: Favorite part of your job, what do you like the most?
1: The one-on-one connection with my clients. And I always tell them the same thing. I say, look, I don't know you well yet, like when I first get them, but I say no one will care more about you than I will, other than your family. And your close friends, and it's true because I really care about their success, their well-being, and their health.
0: Worst part of the job: if you never had to do this one thing again, it would be too soon.
1: Uh, force people to eat well because um, I can't make them do it. That's the thing. Like they'll sit there and complain about why am I stuck? Why am I not losing this week? Or why haven't I? Why have I stayed the same for the last three weeks? it's because you're not doing what I'm telling you to do. How many times do I have to say it? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I can't give them the discipline. I can only encourage them, you know? And some people will, like I've gotten clients who have had other trainers and they're blaming the trainer. So what they do is they fire that trainer and then come to me and I'm like, listen, I'm not here and bash your trainer. Your trainer was probably doing a fine job but you were the one that wasn't doing what the trainer was telling you. And it's not going to be any different on this side of the grass, you know, like you got to put the work in. And it's funny because I, I've acquired this nickname and it was Kevin James that gave me this nickname. Okay. He calls me the, he used to call me the velvet hammer because (laughs) I have, I have, I know I have a soft way about me, but I put the hammer down, you know, when it's time to go to work, you know? And, um, but I do it with love. And that's why, that's why I get results because people are like, well, I feel bad if I don't. I keep thinking about, well, Gina's going to be mad at me if I don't do this. So I better do it.
0: The velvet like, hammer. That's what
1: it takes. Right.
0: That could be your superhero name. Called.
1: That should have been, dude, that should have been the name of our podcast. I like that's that. Probably. But, you know, I think a name should really say what it is. And I think Health Interrupted was the right call. But,
0: if nothing else, it could be your Halloween costume this year. You could go as a superhero called the Velvet Hammer.
1: Oh, Burke, I love that. That is fantastic.
0: All right. One last question. Which is more important? If you could only pick one, is it diet or exercise?
1: Diet. And some people might be surprised to hear that. But here's the thing. Think about it this way. They're both important, right? But You're going to lose weight faster and keep it off longer if your diet is good, regardless of exercise. Exercise is like, and pardon the pun, but it's like the frosting on the cake, okay, which is probably not a good example. (laughs) It's a bad analogy. But It's a bad analogy, but you know what? It's true. The exercise is going to make you look better, okay, because we've all seen people that were skinny fat like people that are thin, but they're flabby. And yeah. in that case, exercise would be really the more important thing, because obviously they're, they're eating well because they're thin, usually, okay? But they're not exercising, so they're not toned, they're not strong, they're not flexible. So in that case, exercise would be more important. But for weight loss, diet is 100% the answer, and the exercise is gonna give you extra calorie burning, it's gonna make you more fit, and it's gonna make you physically look better. So that's my, that's my short answer.
0: That's a good answer. I like it. And, <laughs> and I'm also going to call you the next time I'm really struggling with whether or not to go through the in and out Burger. I'm calling you. I want the Velvet Hammer to come down.
1: <laughs> the Velvet Hammer will always be there for you.
0: Gina Lombardi, our guest today on the Big Time Talker podcast brought to you by SpeakerMatch.com. Check out her podcast with co-host Laura Kepler, former Miss America. It's Health Interrupted, available wherever you download quality podcasts. Thank you for being here, buddy. Aw, Burke, this was
1: the most fun I've had in a long time. Thank you so much.
0: I'm not sure if that says good things about the podcast or bad things about your social life, but we'll take it either way. Gina Lombardi, our guest today, thank you for listening. Now, get out there and make it a great day. Bye, everybody.